0: that more pungent words have ever been voiced than those rebuking the disciple Peter when Jesus said to him, For what doth it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul? What exchange shall a man give for his soul? Such a man was Peter Ordway, the wealthiest for miles around, yet, in many ways, the poorest. What do you mean, breaking in here? Who are you? Mr. Ordway, you know who I am. I never saw you before in my life. You have forgotten, Peter, but I haven't. We were together a long time on that raft. On that raft? Yes. I've come, Ordway, after all these years to collect the debt. Are you going to pay up or not? Oh, Mr. Ordway, he's got a gun. (laughs) adapted from a story by Jacques Futrell, especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis, and stars Norman Rose and Marion Seldes. I shall return shortly with Act One. The time, now. The place, Ordway Grove estate on the James River surrounded by a thousand acres of Virginia plantation. Since 1720, the Groves Georgian colonial house has been the home of generations of Ordways. Now the sole survivor is 70-year-old Peter Ordway, much to the regret of those who know him. In other words, to know Peter is not to love him. This is Frederick Walpole. I've been hanging on to this phone for ten minutes, waiting to speak to the bank's vice president. This is Mrs. Raymond. Oh, uh, Mrs. Raymond, good. Uh, I have Peter Ordway here, if you would be so good as to hold on. Certainly. Virginia? Mr. Ordway, what can we do for you? What are you up to down there at the Fourth National?
1: I do follow you, Mr. Ordway. Mr. Ordway... If someone here has done something to displease you, the sooner I know what it is, the sooner we can have the situation
0: corrected. if I knew who the culprit was, I wouldn't be calling you, Mrs. Raymond. Mr. Ordway,
1: I'm trying to apologize. I don't know what to apologize for. Didn't the messenger arrive with your monthly
0: statement? I received the statement, and with it, I also received a card with something written on it.
1: Why is that why you call me? What is written on the card?
0: Three words. One million dollars.
1: Well, I don't see why that distresses you.
0: I want to know why that card is in the same envelope with my bank statement. Well, uh,
1: uh, probably. Uh, some bank teller scribbled that notation down. It was just accidentally included
0: with your check. I cannot accept that. Now, Mrs. Raymond, I want you to make a thorough investigation and report back to me. Goodbye. Walpole? Walpole, are you here yet? Oh, good morning, Mr. Ordway. Beautiful morning. Hell, I uh, brought your mail up from downstairs. Nothing of great interest. A few inquiries. Mm. The uh, Antiquities Association wants to conduct a tour of the mansion on Jefferson Davis Day. Uh, yeah, your foreclosure of the Hills Point houses have been signed. Now, what, what oh, is this? This, this card? Uh, oh, uh, I didn't see that. It uh, came in an envelope with no return address. Does this card look familiar? plain three-by-five card, nothing on this side. One million dollars? Oh, B, it's the same handwriting as the one that came yesterday with the bank statement. Uh, what should I do? Tear it up! Two cards in two days with the same words on it? (laughs) Talk about a sudden downpour. The sun was out five minutes ago. Well, Paul, believe uh, me, will you? Uh, we'll attend to the correspondence after lunch. Mm, yes, sir. Uh, shall I have Harper bring you a lunch tray? Well, I'll see how I feel then. Yes, sir. And call that female vice president of the bank and, and see what she's found out. I hate water. I can't think when it's raining.
1: your lunch, Mr. Ordway? Hmm? Lunch? Yes. Mr. Walpole said you'd be remaining upstairs. Oh.
0: Uh, Has it stopped raining? Well, Mr. Ordway, it stopped two hours ago. Oh, has it? I must have dozed off.
1: That is because you are staying up too late at night. You are reading too much and writing too much, and it's not good for you.
0: My dear Harper, that is the curse of business. One has to read reports, analyze output, etc., If I don't keep working at it, Ordway Industries could go under.
1: But you're a wealthy man. You should enjoy yourself. You've worked hard all your life. Now's the time to stop. Enjoy your plantation. (laughs) While on my day off, I take one of my mystery books and I go rowing on the James River. You should try that.
0: Harper, how long have you been housekeeper here at Ordway Grove?
1: Since I was 25. Don't you remember?
0: (sighs) You've been a good friend to the grove and the plantation.
1: It's been a good friend to me. Now, put this tray on your desk and I want you to eat every
0: scrap. Harper, good morning. Didn't expect to see you dusting the hall furniture at eight in the morning.
1: Mr. Ordway, what in heaven's name are you doing downstairs so early? When you're my age,
0: you don't need as much sleep. Uh... Has the mail come yet?
1: At eight o'clock? No, there's a new mailman. He takes his time. Why don't you go upstairs? I'll bring you some breakfast.
0: Because I don't wish to. Don't wish to what? Go upstairs. I wish to see the mail when it arrives. You are a
1: stubborn man.
0: Yes, I am stubborn. Harper, why didn't you ever marry a pretty woman like you?
1: Well, I... I suppose, because nobody ever asked me. Besides, if I did marry, who would take care of you? You are more than any single sane person could handle. <laughs> I suppose I should bring you a cup of coffee right here. Could I persuade you to sit on the bench? What for? Well, then you'll be out of the draft. It's cold this morning. I'll fetch the coffee, warm you
0: up. Who said anything about being cold? I'm not cold what I told them. Who's cold? I'm not cold. It was freezing on that raft. November, December in the Atlantic. But I wouldn't show fear. I'm an odd way. The disgusting spectacle of a six of them. Mooning for a cup of hot coffee. All right, one a woman, but the others, people are such cowards when they're out of their element. Oh, 30, 40 foot waves, not a ship to be seen day and night, saying they wanted coffee instead of saying their
1: prayers. Here's your cup, now drink it and give me some peace.
0: You are the only person in the world I permit to talk to me like that. And where are you going? You know I don't take sugar and cream.
1: I'm picking up the mail. Just been pushed through the slot. I'll leave it here on the table. No, on second thought, I shan't. I want you to drink that slowly and quietly. And then you may read your mail.
0: You may remove the letters from the envelopes.
1: Since that is Mr. Walpole's job and your secretary doesn't arrive till nine o'clock, am I asking too much to expect you to say please, Mr. Ordway?
0: Please, Harper, would you open my mail? I'm particularly interested if there's a a letter containing a three-by-five card.
1: You finish your coffee, I am perfectly capable of handing the letter opener. Well, this is your lucky day. I can't see why such an ill-tempered gentleman as you should get your wish, but here is your three-by-five card. <sighs> Mr. Ordway, would you be careful of that china? Give,
0: give me that card. Oh. as white as a sheet. What is it? No, I, I'm all right. I'm all right.
1: Mr. Warple, you arrived just in the neck. Mr. Ordway isn't well. I'm going to get him some water.
0: Oh, uh, what is it, sir? It's It's... It's another one, another one of the, of the same, well that's three in three days.: What does it mean? What, one million dollars for what? for whom?: Yeah,
1: now, drink this water down, Mr. Aud: I told you I hate water. It has something to do with that card, Mr. Walpole. May I see it? One million What well, do suppose that means? Hmm.
0: It's the same handwriting as yesterday's and the day before that. And the one slipped into my bank statement.
1: And you had no idea what it
0: means. Why, none. Perhaps it's some kind of blackmail. Uh, Do you think we should call the police? No. No, no police.
1: But if we don't go to the police or hire a private investigator, how are we ever going to find out why these cards have been sent to you? I don't
0: care why. I want to know who sent them.
1: Someone's at the front door.
0: I'll go.
1: Now, uh, Mr. Ordway, let me bring you a soft-boiled egg and some toast. A- a- and what do you say to another cup of coffee?
0: Telegram for Mr. Ordway. I- I'll sign for it.
1: How about it? Yes? Yeah? Another cup of coffee? No,
0: no, no. Now, Harper, uh, you stay here. Here's a uh, telegram for you, sir. Oh, don't, don't stand there. Give it to me. Uh, Mr. Ordway! Oh. Oh. Good Lord, he's he's fainted. Oh, uh, what do we do?
1: Uh... Uh, land down on the bench. I've got some smelling salts in my apron. (laughs) I always carry them, especially with him. Mr. Wilpert, lift his feet up onto the bench.
0: We have to decide what we want to do. I've examined the stores, and there's not much left. Not enough, I'd say, to last another week. Either we were short-changed originally, or of us has been secretly stealing the food meant for us all. How is he, Harper?
1: Since we got him up to his room, he won't say a word. I left him lying on top of his bed, wide awake.
0: Oh, I wonder if we shouldn't call Dr. Anderson.
1: It's really not necessary. If I thought so, of course I'd call a doctor. It's a little rattling to have someone sending you strange notes. Could I see the telegram? All it says is one million dollars. Yet it was enough to make him
0: faint. Of course, he is seventy, he's no youngster.
1: But does he owe someone a million dollars?
0: Not that I know of.
1: It's a threat, then.
0: With malice aforethought, I'd say. Give me that oh. telegram. <gasps> Mr. Hood, were you frightened me. We, uh, we didn't hear you come down the stairs. Walpole, I won't be needing you anymore today. You may have the rest of the day off.
1: Mr. Ordway, anything I can do to help, please, will you call on me?
0: Harper, you are the only one I can trust.
1: Well, whoever's sending you these notes, I think, is shameful. Why would anyone wish to send annoying notes to such a wonderful, kind person as you? Is beyond me. You know, I am an avid reader of crime and mystery books. And as a rule, if someone receives messages or warnings of some kind... They either deserve it, or it is a case of mistaken identity. I
0: am completely in the dark about this. However, for the present, I, I don't wish anyone to do anything about this. Now, I'm going upstairs to rest.
1: I'll answer. This is no time for you to be taking business calls. Hello? Hello? there is someone at the other end that they're not
0: saying anything. Yeah, I'll pick up the extension over here. Hello? Broadway? Yes, what do you want? One million dollars. Who are you? One million dollars. If someone demands such a large sum of money, he must have reason to believe he can get it. But what for? For services rendered? Possibly. And if payment is not forthcoming, what could be the penalty? The hard currency of ultimatums? Riches, says the Proverbs, shall not profit in the day of revenge. Is the threat revenge? To help you solve the puzzle, I shall return shortly with Act Two. of 70, and also on the edge of a dilemma, he is being subjected to a barrage of demands for one million dollars. His personal secretary, Walpole, has been ordered not to inform the police. However, his housekeeper, Harper, has a mind of her own, and uses her day off to investigate. Mr. Ordway,
1: what are you up to wandering about the front hall? Did Cook serve you up the luncheon I ordered?
0: Well, I wasn't hungry. Uh, Isn't this your day off, Harper? You're entitled to a full day. It's only three o'clock. I
1: had to come back to you and report to you the results of my investigation. Report what? The matter of the telegram. I hoped I might unearth a clue. After all, you can't send a telegram without someone in the telegraph office knowing who sent it. Well, I interviewed a manager in town, checked the records. Blind Alley. As detectives would tell you, the message and the cash to cover delivery was put through the mail slot in the telegraph office. Where's Mr. Walpole? What?
0: Oh, I sent him on an errand.
1: Well, it's just as well I came back when I did. Was there another of the telephone calls? I mean, while I was out? Ah,
0: uh, yes. Oh, the nerve.
1: Makes me very angry. Uh, oh, oh, God, what, He's faded again. Cork! Oh, God. Help me get Mr. Albre, the whole bench. I'm gonna call Dr. Anderson. I should have done it yesterday. What is it, Doctor Anderson? Is it serious?
0: Yeah, I wish he lived on the ground floor. But we managed to get him up to his bedroom, all right. Serious? Take a look. He's resting comfortably. I am not, Anderson. I dislike being in bed in broad daylight. (laughs) Listen to him. He may have had a slight stroke. I'm not surprised. Every time I see him for a checkup, I tell him the same thing. He doesn't listen. I know what you tell me. Nerves, overwork, no recreation. Well, I've got no time for recreation. My my business is... No time, poppycock. You're 70 years old. You and Ordway Industries are worth $50 million. Now, if you want to enjoy any of that money, you need a complete change. Take a cruise, a good long cruise. Get some sea air no. in your lungs. Instead of this stuffy Georgian mausoleum you live in, take a trip on the water. No. Yes, sea air, an ocean trip. I couldn't ever, never again. I'm afraid. We'll never get out of this alive. Only three of us on this raft now. Holding on day. No food left. Hardly any water to drink. What is the use of all my money to me now? I've never lived. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. The raft is leaking. Too much weight. How much longer can we stay afloat? Harper tells me you had a bad afternoon and Dr. Anderson was here. You look all right this evening, never better, Walpole. uh did you Did you bring what i told you did Did you get it? Well, of course, I got it. Here are the bullets, and here is the revolver at twenty two All right, Walpole uh, uh, dig into that pile of correspondence on the desk. Uh, Mr. Ordway, uh, are you loading that revolver? Um... (laughs) Well, it's not what's used to be empty now, is it? Just uh, don't point it at me. Uh, Did you uh, receive any more of those telephone calls? Yes, I did. And I invited the caller to join me here this evening. That person, the, the one who wants the million? Told him the front door would be unlocked to walk up one flight of stairs to find me. Sir, so that's why you wanted me to buy the revolver. Man's home is his castle. It's his duty to protect himself. Ah. Come in, sir. I've been expecting you. I do close the door behind you. You haven't changed much, Ordway. I don't know you. I don't expect you to recognize me. I didn't have white hair and a white beard in those days. Who are you? You know who I am. We were together long enough on that raft. You haven't forgotten. Oh. That... That raft. I've come to collect the debt, Ordway. You received my little reminders, didn't you? Those cards And the telegram. But, uh, sir, whoever you are... Lord, not... pay no attention to the man and he'll go away.
1: Mr. Ordway, Mr. Hardway, are you all right? Mr. Hardway, oh, Mr. Walpole, uh-huh.
0: what is it, Mr. Walpole? Uh,
1: what did you do?
0: I, I, I just picked up his revolver. Oh, so I, look I... at that poor man, blood all over his face. Uh-huh. Mr. Walpole, why did you shoot him? <laughs> Walpole. My name is Detective Gower. You're not under arrest. We've merely asked you to come down to headquarters to make a formal affidavit as a witness to the crime. Would you please begin? Uh, yes. Um, uh, my, my name is uh, Frederick Walpole. I'm uh, 48 years old. Uh, I've been in Mr. Ordway's employ for about 30 years. I uh, went to his house at uh, 9 o'clock this evening to take dictation and at his request to bring a revolver and a box of bullets he asked me to buy. Uh, he, um, he sat behind his desk loading the revolver and I sat facing him across the desk. I, I, I heard the door open behind me. I, I thought it was Harper, his housekeeper, and then I, I, I t- turned around. Who was standing in the door? A man. Um... He seemed pretty old. He he had a white beard, white hair. His face was ruddy, like a, a sailor or someone who lived outdoors. Anything else you can remember? Um, yeah, yeah, he he had a cane. He, he was leaning on it. Can you remember what was said? Well, um, first, Mr. Ordway said, Who are you? You know me all right. We were together long enough on that craft. He said either, uh, Craft or raft, I'm I'm not sure which. I've come for the reward you promised me. One million dollars. Then suddenly, Mr. Ordway fired his revolver. Now, the man must have fired at the same moment because I only heard one shot and and Mr. Ordway fell over. Uh, The man disappeared. Uh, Mr. Ordway had fallen in back of his desk. dead. um... I I ran to him and and picked up his revolver where he dropped it. Which Uh, is where Harper, the housekeeper, found you. All right, that'll do for now, Mr. Walpole. You mean I, I, I can go? Yes, you may, but please don't leave the city. We'll be back to you again. Yes, go on, Mrs. Harper. Uh, Is it Mrs. Harper or Miss Harper? Miss
1: Harper, I'm afraid. After hearing the shot, I ran upstairs to Mr. Ordway's floor where he has his office and bedroom. I banged on the door and went in.
0: And then what did you do?
1: I saw Mr. Walpole holding a pistol and standing over the late Mr. Ordway who was bleeding on the floor. I ran out of the room, called the police and Dr. Anderson.
0: Is there only one door leading in and out of that room? No, there are
1: several. The main one is from the stairs, another one to the office, to his bedroom, and another to the private sitting room.
0: So it was through one of the other doors that the assailant could have escaped and not been seen by you. Did you notice whether the other doors were open or shut?
1: No, I didn't. All I could do was run downstairs, call the police and the doctor.
0: Who did you call first?
1: I called Dr. Anderson first, hoping that Mr. Ordway's life could be saved.
0: Please continue, Dr. Anderson. Yes, Mr. Ordway had been dead about uh, half an hour when I arrived. Uh, The police were already there. For your information, we've recovered two unexpended cartridges, twenty two caliber, one copper jacketed slug. Hmm. Well, is there anything uh, further you wish from me at this time, Mr. Cowell? Thank you, no. But I would like your full report as soon as you can have it ready. Harper? you thought I'd killed Mr. Ordway, didn't you? Well, how can you blame me? When I found
1: the smoking gun in your hand, it looked like a quick hit.
0: I'd only picked it up from the floor where it fell. The man who shot Mr. Ordway had disappeared. Oh, he's too horrible.
1: Poor Mr. Ordway lying in the morgue, being examined by forensics. Or is it ballistics? Or the... when are they going to bury him? Well, as soon as the
0: police release him.
1: Oh, I hope they hurry until he's safely in the ground. We can't have the reading of the will. You know a lot about
0: this, don't you?
1: Well, I, 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 I've never attended a reading of the will. But I am longing to do it because we mystery buffs. We know that if the murderer is a relative or a friend, he may have the most to gain from the will. Or, or, or thinks he has. I certainly want to be there to watch. Because there's no telling how people will betray
0: themselves. Mm, I'd be very surprised if the man who shot Mister Ordway was a friend or a relative. Well, I'm off, and Fred. Uh, Fredrick. For twenty-two years, you've called me Mister Walpole.
1: If you'd like to, why don't you move into the house? There are plenty of guest rooms, and you could work here as much as you wanted to. <laughs> Detective Gower, I think I may be of assistance to you in solving the Peter Ordway case.
0: Well, that's very nice of you, Miss Harper. But you know, we've docketed the murder as committed by a person or persons unknown.
1: He's known, all right. And I know him. It is Frederick Walpole. It's just as plain as the nose on my face. I've invited him to stay in the house so I could keep my eye on him. And I'll bet you there was no white-haired, white-bearded, ruddy-faced man with one leg. Did he tell you that?
0: No, as a matter of fact, he'd forgotten to, but he called me about it. Which made it easier for us to check the hospitals. Such a man did present himself to the Jamestown Hospital to have a bullet removed from his shoulder. We're checking to see whether it matches either the bullet removed from Mr. Ordway's body or the gun that Mr. Walpole picked up.
1: So you still believe Mr. Walpole is innocent?
0: Well, let us just say that so far we haven't seen any evidence of his guilt.
1: Are you coming to the will reading?
0: I don't think so. That is entirely a family matter. Miss Harper, may I give you a bit of advice? Yes. Don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong. Dear Miss Harper, can't you just see her, devoted, carrying the torch for her employer, Peter Ordway? And now that he is dead, she will, in the tradition of Hercule Poirot, Nero Wolfe, and Jane Marple, do her utmost to bring the guilty to justice. Willy-nilly, I shall return shortly with Act Three. the surface of most people, and what you would find underneath would surprise you. Here is Peter Ordway, whose estate on the James River goes back two and a half centuries, whose family was revered and respected. With every passing generation, the lineage dwindled. Until now, the last of the Ordways has passed into the beyond. However, there are people with memories, newspapers with news, and skeletons that rattle in closets.
1: Frederick, I believe I am on to something. Oh? I spent the entire day in the Sentinel office looking through their old newspaper stories on the Ordway family. Mm Mm-hmm. Where are my notes? Here. Now listen. On November 14th, Mr. Peter Ordway and a party of five from the staff of Ordway Industries took off from Virginia Airport for Brazil. Brazil. Encountering severe storms, the plane appears to have lost radio contact and has not been heard from since. Now, here's another rescue in the Atlantic. December 29th. Mr. Peter Ordway and one other gentleman, not yet identified, were picked up from a life raft in the southern Atlantic. They had been adrift for over a month. Hmm.
0: I wonder where I was when this happened to him. Why, why didn't I hear of it? But
1: Frederick, I didn't either. Nobody ever talked about it. But it fits together with what that man said that night, remember? We saw a lot of each other on the raft.
0: Hmm. You've got something there. What's your news?
1: Any calls when I was out?
0: Uh, Nothing exciting. Uh, We've been asked to Mr. Ordway's attorney's office tomorrow for the reading of the will.
1: Nothing exciting. The will reading. We might meet the murderer himself there. I can hardly wait. Well, look who's here. Detective Gow, I thought you weren't coming to the reading of the will.
0: I'm glad that I did. It was very interesting.
1: Fascinating.
0: Congratulations to you, Mr. Walpole.
1: Thank you. I was absolutely floored by Mr. Ordway's bequest to me. Fifty thousand dollars. I don't know what I'll do with all that money. Of course, compared to what he left you, Frederick, it wasn't so much, but I'm sure you deserved
0: it. It was an interesting bequest, Mr. Walpole. An unconditional gift to you for your loyal service of one million dollars. Well, it was news to me. I'm uh, still in a state of shock. Then you won't take this news too hard. You're under arrest.
1: You're arresting Frederick?
0: On suspicion of the murder of Peter Ordway.
1: Hello? Jamestown Hospital. Emergency, please. This is Detective Harper. I am working with Detective Gower on the Peter Ordway case. Oh, you're familiar with it? Good. Now, one of our men jotted down the address of that one-legged man with a white beard and white hair who came to emergency the night of the 15th to have a bullet removed. You handed the bullet over to ballistics. Would you please check on the address he put on the ledger? Oh, hold on, thank you. Got it? Fine, I'll take it down. Holderby, Benjamin. 144 Steamboat Road. Uh, Any telephone given? Okay, we'll check into it. Mr. Holderby, it's nice of you to let me see you on such short notice. Well, I don't get many visitors, so I can't be choosy. My name, as I told you on the phone, is Harper. (laughs) Miss Harper. This is the first job I've had in the outside world for, quite a few years.
0: Oh, you mean you're not a a professional survey taker? Oh, my goodness,
1: no, Mr. Holderby. (laughs) I was a professional housekeeper for many years, but... uh... My employer died, and I had to look for other means of employment. Now, as to you, Mr. Holderby, I can see by your complexion you are an outdoors type. I have been for some time, yes. Mm-hmm. Were you born around here? Not too far. You have had an accident to your leg, I see. Yep. An injury sustained in the war? Yep.
0: Oh, uh, I don't want to embarrass you. Yes, all right. A shark. A Bit off my foot about 30 years ago. How dreadful. You were swimming in the ocean? You might say that. I was trying
1: to save my life. Fascinating. And what brought you back to your
0: birthplace? I had some accounts to square. Miss Harper, tell me something. How did you happen to pick my name? I'm pretty much a stranger in these parts.
1: Oh, I I didn't pick it. I mean, the county sent me a list, which I am just going through alphabetically. And when I came to H, there was your name.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, um... What other questions do you have for me?
1: Do you train for a profession?
0: I was an airplane mechanic and pilot.
1: I started 35 years ago. now that is interesting. For a commercial airline?
0: No, I flew a private plane for company. Really? We go everywhere. Up to Canada, down to South America... All on company business.
1: Well, I must say, this being a survey take is much more interesting than being a housekeeper for Peter Ordway.
0: Oh, my. You were his housekeeper?
1: Yes. Did you know him?
0: Yes, I know.
1: Mm-hmm. Poor man, he died mysteriously.
0: He was shot to death. Is that a fact? Miss Harper, you're a very clever woman, but not clever enough. Now, you and I are going to sit here, and you will tell me the truth. How you happened to come here, and who you're working for. No tricks, and no lies. (laughs) Mr. Walpole, Paul, I want you to tell me why you pretended the million-dollar bequest was such a surprise to you. You don't believe I was surprised, Detective Gower? I know you weren't. I can only assume that you were paid for services rendered sometime during Mr. Ordway's life. All right. I'll tell you. But I am in no way confessing to anything. Thirty years ago, I was 18. I had a small job with Ordway Industries in the contract department. Peter Ordway had planned a trip in the company plane to Rio to finalize a contract. At the last moment, the head of the department took sick, so I took his place. What time of year was this? Uh, Winter, November, not the best flying weather. We uh, took off from Virginia Airport. Mr. Ordway, myself, a bilingual secretary, two officials from the International Division, and the pilot. Somewhere over the Atlantic, the motors conked out and we had to ditch the plane in the ocean. We all got into an inflatable raft and hung on for dear life. Your name, young man. Uh, Frederick Walpole. Uh, I'm in your contract department, Mr. Ordway. Yeah. Well, we've been on this raft for three days, and no one's spotted us yet. Oh, someone'll show up, I'm sure. You're either an optimist or a fool. There's not enough food or water for six people. Hey, you, pilot, Ben Holderby. Yes, Mr. Ordway? Take a look at the stores. Tell me how much is left. <laughs> Way was right, Detective Gower. There was hardly enough provision for three people, let alone six. The morning of the 15th day at sea, the two company men from the International Division disappeared. They'd fallen overboard during the night, or so I thought. We were down to quarter rations. Instead of four biscuits a day each, it was one. One for Miss Hart, the secretary... One for Ben, the pilot, one for Ordway, and and one for me. Four days later, the girl disappeared. Yes, it's a darn shame. I can't understand it. How could she have fallen overboard last night? We've had such calm seas. She She was a nice girl. Well, now let's take stock. Only three mouths to feed. Myself, you and Ben A Walpole, sit a little closer to me. I want to tell you something. Uh, now you know I'm a rich man. Oh, yes, sir. You also know it could be days or weeks before we discovered. no food left. Or water. If we're careful with it, just about a quart. And then it's drinking the Atlantic or nothing. Look down there. She's leaking. Every day, another inch. Three people are too heavy. Now, we could last a whole lot longer if there were only two of us. Now, if you could arrange that... It just wouldn't be Tiger Baseball without... ...with a lifetime job. You mean... For me somehow to push Ben into the water? I'd hit him over the head first. He's a strong man, a good swimmer. You saw how he got this raft out when we hit the water. Now you get rid of him. Mr. Ordway, why should I do that? For one million (laughs) dollars. Mr. Walpole, if you're telling me the truth. I am, Detective Gower. Then someone else knew of Ordway's plan to buy death for a million. The man who you claim shot him that night. Did you recognize him? White hair, white beard, one leg and a stump. No, no, I, I never saw him before in my life. Are you sure? People change, you know, and this was 30 years ago. No, sir, I did not know him. Walpole. Well, for the present, I'm booking you. At least I'll know where to find you. Miss Alfred, you wanted to talk to the man who fired that gun. How could you shoot such a wonderful man as Mr. Ordway in cold blood? Not in cold blood. It was self-defense. The only difference between him and me was that my aim was better.
1: How long are you going to keep me here?
0: I don't know what to do with you. I haven't figured it out.
1: Why did you want a million dollars from him?
0: Because Ordway owed it to me. Many years ago, I did him a favor.
1: One favor?
0: One million? That was the going race. He never paid me. Ben Holderby, open the door. This is the police.
1: Ben Holderby told me Ordway had offered him a million to do him a favor.
0: And I bet it was to get rid of Walpole. Just as he offered Walpole a million to get rid of Ben. Yet both men are still alive. Miss Hopper, I have an idea that uh, you could precipitate some action here. If you don't object, I'll have Holderby and Walpole brought to the holding area and have them confront one another. Then I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get to the bottom of this. Oh, I know you. You're the man who shot Mr. Ordway. You were so intent on him, you didn't see me. But I saw you. He tried to kill me first. Your name's Holderby, isn't it? That's what it is. That, that voice. Where did we meet before?
1: You met 30 years ago. Then, Pilot of the plane you and Mr. Ordway were on, Frederick. The one that went down.
0: Frederick? You were that kid who worked for the company. Yes. I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. I came to collect because Broadway promised me a million to get rid of you. Because three guys couldn't survive in that leaky raft without food. Well, he said the same to me. But that night I heaved you as far into the sea as I could. I never saw you again. I, I I swam back under the raft, held on and waited until you were asleep. Then I hit you with everything I had and dumped you overboard. I I, I never thought you'd make it. I almost didn't. I saw those black fins heading for me, I thought it was all over. Sharks started snapping at me. Thank the Lord, a fisherman pulled me out before too much damage was done. And what about you? Well, two days later, Orway and I were rescued. <laughs> I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm, I'm sure glad I didn't kill you. It's been on my mind for a long time.
1: You've got all the information you need, Detective Gower.
0: We've got what they said on tape. Not that it'll be of very much use.
1: Mr. Ordway must have suspected who was sending him the demands for the million dollars. That's why he sent Frederick to buy him a gun. (laughs) Nobody guilty. I guess so.
0: Except Mr. Ordway.
1: Isn't there a saying... About those who live by the sword, die by the sword?
0: I don't happen to be one of those who believe the love of money is the root of all evil. It can be the root of good as well. Used judiciously can bring security, satisfaction, and reward. Misused, it can cause death, as it did in the story of two men who were bribed to kill. In the end, the man who tempted them lost the very life he tried to preserve, his own. I shall return shortly. Would be comforting to be certain that evildoers are paid back with their own evil. But it doesn't always work that way. So let me pass along my motto for peace and longevity do unto others as if you were the others. Our cast included Norman Rose, Marion Seldis, Russell Horton, and Mandel Kramer. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.